Welcome to Business Unmuted, broadcast live on, live on LinkedIn on Wednesday the 21st July 2021 and later shared on platforms including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So if you miss it today, you can listen later um, while you're driving. I'm Caroline Theobald, standing in for Graham Robb, your usual host. He's taking some well-earned rest and is inviting me to chair today's discussion in his place. Enjoy, enjoy your holes, Graham. Labour market, mar labor market statistics are up, not just nationally, but here in the northeast. Yet, in a report by Deloitte, 70% of the women polled reported that they feared COVID could negatively impact their career growth. Is there an imbalance here? Why? How can be it be rectified? Joining me today to um, perhaps find some answers to this or certainly talk about how we can make the workplace more easily accessible regardless of gender um, are a very impressive panel. May I introduce extremely briefly at this stage, as I'm sure we'll learn much more about them during this discussion, Simone Roche, MBE. She's here in the studio, obviously. Um, she's the founder of Northern Power Women, Northern Power Futures, and the Power Platform. On screen, Steve Pearson, the founder and the executive chairman of Fusion IM, the Tees Valley-based engineering software provider. Also remotely, Jane Armitage, consultant at Jackson Law, and until very recently, um, the managing partner there. She was named Businesswoman of 2020 at the Tees Businesswomen Awards, a very prestigious accolade, and I'm sure during discussion, Jane, we will learn, we will know why. Now, <laughs> before we begin our discussion, I'd like to pay my own and I our own um, tribute to Professor Jane Turner, OBE, the Pro Vice Chancellor of Enterprise and Engagement at Teesside University and the university's gender champion. For those who don't know, she died very prematurely uh, 10 days ago. Many of us knew and loved her and admired her invaluable contribution to Tees Valley in general and Teesside University in particular. She was committed to the region's young people, particularly girls and young women, and demonstrated this, this through the Power of Women campaign, POW for short. She was the inspiration for its conception and it has now been launched in her name in order to shift and lift the aspirations of girls and young women in the Tees Valley. We and they will miss her badly. And today's discussion shows how important her work was and will remain as the UK works towards achieving its ambition of levelling up. We need both genders playing an equal role um, in the job market, in society, in politics and in health. A recent support of report from Deloitte set out, to set out to understand the impact of the pandemic on working women. 400 women were surveyed from nine countries. Deloitte reported that nearly 82% of working women believed that their lives had been adversely affected by the pandemic. Nearly 70% of those were concerned that their career growth may be limited as a result. That's on the one side. On the other, the most recent UK labour market statistics from the Office of National Statistics 
make for very positive reading, with a number of payroll employees showing another monthly increase, up 356,000 in June 2021 to 28.9 million. Here in the northeast, we have more people on the payroll than the halcyon pre-lockdown days of February 2020, which is really quite something. And across the country, there's been an increase in the average weekly pay, sorry, in the average weekly pay packet, which is up more, by more than 7%. Potentially, and this is, I suppose, the other side, driven by inflation and the surge in job vacancies. Those vacancies have, for the first time in 15 months, surpassed pre-pandemic levels. Those figures from the ONS um, and anecdotes, stories, experiences I'm hearing from some of my contacts um, in the business community imply that some, some companies are really struggling at the moment to fill their roles. Steve, you, um, you founded and you work in um, a, a high-tech business. Can you tell us, just to start with, what you actually do? In a sentence, bring it alive. Yeah, we um, build digital twins for massive oil and gas facilities, nuclear power plants, water industries. So we build the digital equivalent so people can do remote working, which we'll discuss maybe a little bit later. And tell me, have you experienced this? Have you experienced um, that it's been difficult to fill roles with the, with, with the right people, with the right skills? Yeah, I think we... we we do tend to find in this area we've got a lot of software developers, so software developers are in demand. We know we need more software developers, but likewise, in the COVID era, clients are, are slow to sort of move, and therefore you have to try and predict when when you need those resources. And we do tend to find it'll take us about three to six months to actually find somebody and then get them up to speed with what we actually do. So it's quite a difficult challenge trying to... Um, plan the demand before the demand occurs. I bet it is. And also, you've just said that you've got quite a lot of um, competition, haven't you, for the best people. So are you actively putting things in place to make you um, particularly attractive to those highly skilled folk? Yeah, I mean, I used to work for BP and ACI, some big companies, so I sort of know the sort of um, packages that people offer. We know the culture and the environment that people like to work in. And we do some very cutting edge, um, clever things, which people find attractive. So all we have to do is just keep ourselves sort of current in terms of um, packages that we offer. We have like long weekend working and things like that. Um, working from home has been something we've been doing for a long time. So COVID was, you know, we were familiar with the working from home. So that's all we can do really is, is offer the very best package that everybody else offers. And but hopefully you have a, a nice environment, friendly people, uh, and, and somewhere where people enjoy working and find it challenging and interesting. And you've sort of embedded that, haven't you? Because you've got something called the Fusion Way, which is all about your values and your guiding principles, which actually sort of set out your stall to, so that you manage what people might expect coming to work for you. Yeah, and it's just all a, co a combination of every logical thing most people do, you know. So um, we, you know, we, we work together as a team, you know, we train people, um, you know, we've, we've worked together a long time and we do innovative and creative things, you know, we can all take the lead and we can all sometimes be the slave, you know, so, so yeah, we just have a culture where basically it, it, hopefully we thrive in that environment, you know, and everyone's equal and everyone has a contribution to make.
That's great to hear. Everyone being equal is particularly something that I'm listening to, given, you know, some of these stats that I've I've referred to very um, loosely. I mean, actually, the the World Economic Forum has said as well that, you know, UK is going backwards in terms of um, gender equality in the workplace. And the IT sector has got a bit of a reputation for not attracting in um, lots of young girls and young women. Have you found that? And again, are you trying to do something about it? We're not actively doing something about it. We we do obviously put out uh, job vacancies. We interview the candidates. You know, we're not really um, worried about the gender. It's more about the experience and the skills. Um, so we have had, you know, female software developers and male software developers. Um, but yes, I suppose there's more, there's more males around in there software world but that's just you know there's, there's not a lot we can do to foster you know more more females into that that role but obviously when we put adverts out you know it's it's for uh, any gender um that's available of course it is because you want the best person for the job regardless yes, yeah. of their regardless of their gender simone um Gender is something that you've been working on, um, not just in the Northern Powerhouse region, in the Northeast, and then you've been taking some of these findings down to London and um, knocking on uh, ministers' doors and saying, come on, we need to do more about, you know, equal opportunities for women in, in, in the workplace. Can you just tell us a bit more about that and what you've been up to recently? Absolutely. Yeah. Northern Power Women and Northern Power Futures is about levelling up and accelerating gender equality and social mobility from the North. You know, we know we can influence from here. And so we uh, wrote a levelling up report last year. Um, and the whole premise of that report when we launched it was levelling up by powering on. Um, and Jane, uh, Caroline, you were both part of those power circles that we gathered these, you know, and we went across the length and breadth of the North without even moving our screens. But the things that we, we found that were, you know, women, uh, young people, um, and businesses from uh, female-led and black Asian minority-led businesses were the most dis- disadvantaged and impacted by COVID. And if we know that two-thirds of unpaid working and caring uh, falls to mm. women. So it's it's become harder. So it's interesting to see the sort of the statistics. I think one of the challenges for Steve and IT is all about, you know, I think there's a solution around role modelling. You know, we're passionate about role modelling. The Power of Women com- uh, you know, campaign is about the power of role models as well. So I think that's what we've been doing. So when we spoke to a minister earlier this week, it was about taking this levelling up report that we, we brought out uh, in the late autumn last year. It's not designed to be static on a desk. It's designed to have those conversations and our ask were more seats at the table. We want more seats at the table. We want um, more support for female-led businesses and black Asian minority-led businesses and we want to really look at our young people um, because our young people are being at the moment sort of there's a lack of confidence, there's a lack of opportunities and we want something to be done about it. So it is more seats at the table. If we're making decisions about young people, women, entrepreneurs, then actually include us in the decision-making po- uh, you know, in the process. So when we spoke to Minister Scully at the start of the week, that that was the ask for him, you know, sort of though, and that's what we ask, ask advocate, open doors and let us in and let us be part of that decision making process. And I want to pick up on that actually because if you look at the Tees Valley specifically in some of the statistics here um, and at the PACE report from 2021, girls and young women are not represented, they're not represented in the workplace, they're not, they they don't have the same participation in um, adult education. Jane, You've been quite actively actively, um, involved in this and trying to 
make people from both genders feel more welcome in um, in the workplace at Jackson's Law. How have you gone about it? Um, we've gone about it in a number of different ways. We we set up an apprenticeship program to um, invite people into the practice and to learn the skills that they need from um, from us from day one. Um, and we've worked with providers of apprenticeships, and we've we've put out videos with our current apprentices saying, "Look at me! I'm just you know I went to school at the same place as you did, and I, look what I'm doing now." So we, we've done a lot of promotion in that regard. Um, we've worked with organisations like the Girls Network, and we're doing some mentoring so a number of our partners are mentoring girls in in the area we work with high tide which is another charity in the Tees valley and we've invited um school children into the practice this is obviously pre-covid but we've done it online actually during the pandemic um, and we've invited them in and we've done fun exercises with them and said look you can do this you know this is what it's all about um and i think it's just it's breaking down barriers because people think that it's really scary walking through the door of a law firm mm -hmm. and actually it's really not and we need to send people out and say to them look this is, you know, there's nothing scary about this. It's a lot less scary than the job centre. So come in and, you know, talk with us and realise that everybody is just like you, really, and you can you can take these opportunities and do that. And and that's probably never more needed because work experience um, for young people has really been affected by the pandemic. I mean, we have been doing it online, but that involves the young person still not leaving their bedroom and their with their computer. So they're not actually dealing, whilst they're getting an idea of what happens in the workplace, they're not getting an idea of what it feels like to walk through the door and how to have a cup of tea with someone or speak to someone in the workplace or, you know, just join in the things that happen in offices or at shops or other buildings you know so yeah it, it's a it's a it, it's it's something that's got harder and young people are really lacking confidence at the moment and you can see that with the lack of applications for some of the opportunities that are there well i wonder actually i'm going to leap back to um steve now because actually if he's had the reputation of always doing stuff online have you found it a, a plus or a minus you know people getting your culture steve I haven't really thought about that, but um, obviously we, we do find um, with online, we have to have a, a change in skill set, you know, so obviously uh, we're encouraging our team and others to, to get more communication skills. This, if you look at what we do now, you know, we're using Zoom and Teams, things like mm. that to communicate, you know, so it's a new form of, of, of communication. Some people are familiar with it. The youngsters are brilliant with it, you know, so um, it's a moving world, isn't it? So I think we just have to reflect what we need to do to, to, to get on better, you know. Uh, and this sort of form of communication is to be, you know, uh, promoted. Yeah, it is that funny, that moving world. We're never going to get there, are we? It's this continuous yeah. <laughs> improvement and trying to do new things in different ways. But just thinking about our young, because it is so important, isn't it, to make them feel welcome and, and that they're not moving into an alien environment um, and getting them, also getting them job ready again Simone you've been down uh, knocking on these doors again um, so what was what have you been saying to the minister so one of the things we're highlighting was the the research that we've been doing with Teesside University which is about the new traits of leadership we've been round tabling that discussion that started with the amazing Dr Jane Turner and we, we we said one of the questions that we brought when we round tabled only about five or six weeks ago is the fear of young people there's a fear of young people at the moment and we need to trump that fear with hope 
there's a worry. Jane talked about confidence. We're seeing that over and over again. We've enabled 8,400 plus conversations between business people, uh, business leaders and business, um, you know, people within the, the pipeline to pay it forward and to give time to have a conversation with young people. Just bite size, nothing too in depth. But we're like, we have to keep doing that. We've had lots of these where the screens have been off and we thought, oh gosh, is it this or that? It's confidence. So mm. we have to just try more. And that's what we've asked for. We want that support. We want that support to make we want to myth bust about what the world of work is and we need to innovate and we need to keep talking and keep listening we need to really listen uh, that was one of the biggest traits that we got from the survey that we did with young people the most important trait of leadership for young people is listening and that just connects straight back to what Jane was talking about in fact in terms of welcoming those young into her office and saying actually this is better than the job center this is easier Jane, go on, tell us a bit more about this, because I know that you've really pioneered stuff. I mean, you've, you've, you've got young people involved in things they wouldn't normally be involved in at all. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we've just, we're just trying to break down that fear. So we've had programmes with schools where they come in one afternoon for just an afternoon. And then what we, we always want to do with them is we want to give them real work, because one of the things about work experience is it can be quite patronising. You can go in and you can watch someone do a job or something. But actually, the best way to do to learn about a job is to do it. So we've taught them skills about how to answer the telephone, how to write a letter. And we've given them files and said, see what you want to do with this. What would you do with this? And we've talked to them. Um, and we've also um, realised that actually young people don't want to deal with old people like me they want to deal with younger people so we've used our trainees and we've used our um, young solicitors to work with these young people because they're less intimidated um, and and they talk the same sort of lingo um, so and that works really well because actually what you're doing then is you've got a double benefit because not only is the young person feeling more comfortable but actually you're you're giving some leadership skills to your trainees and your um, young solicitors. So our um, trainees ran, ran a murder trial with a load of school children through the High Tide Foundation in our offices, um, which went all the way through to a verdict. And the young people, after a bit of coaching and encouragement, were actually the advocates who took this trial through to its fruition. Um, and actually, once they got into it, they absolutely loved it because they forgot they were thinking about law and they just got involved in the story as if it was a you know, soap opera or a television program. And all of a sudden, their their verbal skills and their speaking skills were, you know, they were amazing. And, you know, it was incredible what they could actually do. And it, it's just giving them those opportunities. But thinking about, I mean, there's all sorts of things you have to think about, little things, you know. The first time we did it, we laid on lunch for them. Um, and actually, then we realized that actually they needed a break from us and we were better off giving them all a voucher to go around the corners to Greg's and get their own lunch and having a breather. And it's, it's just things like that that make young people comfortable. Um, and I think we all need to try and look at work experience and look at helping young people into the workplace from their perspective. And that's quite difficult to do, but it's yeah, it is a really important aspect to it, to give them confidence. And just before I move over to Steve again, because it's that whole thing. And do you know, do, do you get the feedback as whether that sort of innovative work with young people actually translates into giving young people, it actually opens a door into another door so that they actually go on and get a job? Because that's what we, we want, really, isn't it? Jane, just before I move back to um, Steve. 
Oh, sorry. Does it yes, translate? Well, well, we do know that because we have seen some, we're beginning to see from our programme that's a good few years old, some people now going into university or coming into our workplace. So we are getting applications for jobs from people who have been work experience students with us. So oh, yes, we, we can see that we can see these people on their career path. Yeah. And that's a great virtuous circle, isn't it? Steve, to you, you use the word innovation. You said that everything was always moving. You've got to keep up. You've got to keep up with your competitors. And I'm quite sure that you're doing similar but very different things to get those sort of continuous improvement things and opportunities working through your um, pipeline and then into practice. Yeah, like Jane, I think we, we um, bring in school leavers. We mentor people. You know, we take part in academies and all sorts of things, you know. Um, and, and, and like Jane, we, we do find that the younger people blossom uh, in, in our environment, you know, and go on to do great things, you know, and even if it's not their chosen career, um, as you say, they're getting into a workplace, you know, they're sampling that environment, getting used to a, a nine to five type of role. You know, and we also benefit from them as well because they do sometimes they do meaningful work, but they also ask, ask daft questions which turn out not to be so daft. Um, so it's great working with all different uh, age levels. And, and like Jane said, we've got younger people and some older people like myself. So, so yeah, we do find that they, they, they respond to different groups, you know. But I think the other thing is they're doing that, they're applying technology, they're seeing like what we all do, you know, so it gives them the opportunity to assess whether it's for them or not. Uh, and that's why I wish I, I had that when I was a youngster, you know. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it's all good stuff. That's why I really wanted you to talk about your business, because, you know, it, it, mm. it's a really, really exciting building virtual digital platforms of socking great big structures. You get anybody, can, you know, if you can give people the opportunity to see that and see that there's an opportunity, um, mm. they think, right, well, how do I how do I get nearer accessing that? And I was thinking again, you know, about the levelling up agenda, um, Simone, and about, well, all of, all of you, you know, and what the Prime Minister has said. This is of real relevance here mm. in the Tees Valley, because, you know, there is a lot of the Tees Valley, you know, that's a long way behind, and it's got to work for everybody, hasn't it? So actually hearing that employers here like Jackson's and, 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 and you at Fusion are actually reaching out further into... The, the pool and saying, you know, this is this is what we do, come and have a look, is is, is, is great. I think, can I just chip in? Another thing is that we've got some of us, the leading companies in the world doing what we do, you know. So as you say, we've got this fantastic opportunity on our doorstep. So bringing youngsters and anybody else into that environment, females and the like, it's just extraordinary, a great opportunity, you know. So we, we have got like diamonds on the doorstep, you know. Diamonds on the doorstep, I think that's a cracker. Diamonds on the doorstep, but it's actually they need to know that the doorstep's there. And I think from mm -hmm. what you're doing, you're showing them and you are doing your bit, which is actually it's you're taking lived experience, aren't you? It's from, the storytelling, isn't it? It's I the storytelling. That's what we talked to. Every story, every part of that levelling up report I talked through with the minister, I talked through with number 10, I talked through with MPs. We sent the report to every chief exec, every leader of a local authority, every influencer, because we want 
to be advocated for. We don't, you know, we want to, you know, because the sum of all the parts of what everything does all adds up. And that's, you know, and that was, that's what we do. We took every single piece of the report. There's a great woman in the Tees Valley here called Laura Hepburn, uh, Greenology, you know, sort of had a, a real dip through the start of COVID. All of a sudden she learned how to recycle wind turbine um, engine uh, uh, blades. And now she's recruiting up to 50 people of every level. It's those stories we need to storytell. I'll be storytelling about what Steve does. I've always storytelled about what Jane does because she's amazing so we need to keep the stories and we need to myth bust those myths don't we yeah and I think that's why the sessions like this really are quite important because statistics hide it what do they say there's fact there's fiction and there's statistics and there's a there's a whole load of sort of you know you know smoke and mirrors isn't it actually if you get behind that so what's the story on the ground the story on the ground is that really innovative businesses here in the Tees Valley are Yes, they might be having short, short-term short job vacancies, but actually they are looking to find the people that they need for the, for the future. Um, and they're doing it in the most innovative way possible. You're knocking on national doors saying, hang on, you know, we need to get more people involved in this and talking about it and telling stories because otherwise the diamonds won't be able to find the doorsteps. <laughs> I love that analogy. I think that's absolutely, absolutely great. I have a feeling that we may be getting quite close to time. Are we, boss? Is? Right. So I think probably it is time to say to you all, unless you want to, or actually, no, I'm going to invite you to do something a bit different. If you had a sort of magic wand, and if you thought of, from this is, and this is from your perspective, if you had a magic wand from your perspective, um, and you were able to make jobs relevant to you know what what would you do to to really lift all of the ships possible let us say in the Tees Valley in terms of economic opportunity what would you do Let's... who are you asking I'm asking I'll ask you first okay um well to be honest the 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 things we do at the moment is um you know, it, building these digital twins, it's now current, you know, there's BIM, you know, BIM, building yes. information yeah. management, there's digital cities, you know, there's some massive things going on in Saudi Arabia with 500 billion investment. You know, it's all really mega stuff. So what I would do is really, is, is for a young person, where do I want to go? You know, engineering's not that attractive, but information management is and, and virtual reality and things like that. So what would I do? I'd like to be able to present the world that we see to, to the people in, the younger people in the region. So at least they know what we do and what's available and where, where the industry's moving. You know, it's not oily rags anymore, you know. Um, so that's what I'd like to do is because we say here is, is how do we reach the younger people? How do we get them to see that there's a fantastic career? And it's some of it's brand new, you know, uh, and there's only a selective bunch of people know about this geeky stuff. Um, so yeah, how how can we communicate this so you get more young people wanting to get into our industry? And that's the that's the big problem with engineering is getting young people into the industry. It's not seen as sexy, but some of the stuff I see is brilliant and really really good and cool. You know, so I'm thinking, if, how do we sell that message? How do we let them see what can be done? Well, you tell your story and you've started that here today, so that's absolutely cracking, Steve. Jane, what would you do? Um. I would um, do. I would expand mentoring massively so that all of those young people get someone to talk to, and it might not be in the area where they end up in their career, but just someone who's in the workplace who will talk to them as an individual, show an, an interest in that 
one person and say to them, well, why don't you do this? Or you could come with me to this and just open the world up a bit for them and give them some confidence by holding their hand and taking them out into the workplace so that they can see what the world is like. It's, it's, it's like Steve says, we need to show young people what is happening in the world. I think all they hear in the press at the moment is what's not happening in the world and what we're not allowed to do. But they need to know what is happening in the world. And I think a massive army of mentors going into our secondary schools could do that and give them the eyes to see opportunities like yeah. at Fusion and, and others. And, yeah. and you, every, Simone. Every, everyone who mentors should also then, or receives mentorship, should then mentor on and create it a cascading kind of movement. But what I would do with my magic wand is make sure that every board, every influential panel, um, every association, every we don't want to level up, we want to balance up. We don't just want one woman on the board or one person of colour or one young people. We want to make sure that where the decisions are being made for the future of the region, for the future of the North, for the future of gender equality, for we, they need to be balanced, not just tokened. Well, I tell you what, gentlemen and ladies, what a cracker. Thank you so much for prioritising time to join um, Business Unmuted today. Thank you, Steve, for your diamonds on the doorstep and for bringing your story alive to the, the, the region's young. Thank you, Jane, always for sharing some of the really innovative stuff that you've done and will continue to do and, you know, continue acting as a, as a mentor. And thank you, Simone, for being able to, with through your social media network, which is probably already going bonkers, taking this discussion, helping take this discussion out there and getting it to the people who need to hear um, what's being said, because trees aren't just any good trees are no good if they just fall down in a wilderness and nobody hears them bang this is you know this has been great um and i hope everybody that you will join me again um not graham next week same time same sort of place i.e recognition pr studio but with different individuals for a different discussion. Thank you for prioritising the time to listen. And if you haven't listened yet, remember you can catch up on podcast on Spotify or Apple. Um, thanks again.